Hey, Michael. What? I've heard there's spoilers what? coming up. Is that true? That is true, Brian. I also heard that you curse sometimes. Is that also true? Fuck yeah. Oh, no. Well, I guess anyone <laughs> listening to this podcast should be fairly warned now. <laughs> this is your final warning. okay on to the podcast okay cue the music i hate music (laughs) someday we'll get better music hello welcome to the mostly movies podcast this is a podcast where we talk about tv shows video games and vanilla ice cream oh are we talking French vanilla, vanilla bean, just good old plain vanilla? Um, all of the above. Yes. Ooh, all delicious. the different kinds. Which one is your favorite? Creamy vanilla. Well, don't say it like that. <laughs> I'm the one who says the uncomfortable things, Michael. <laughs> but mostly movies. Yes, it's true. This is a very special episode of the Mostly Movies podcast because we're going to be talking about the best and the worst of the year of 2018. Movie wise, anyway. Yes. <laughs> well, and maybe some personal stuff too. Some maybe, of the best sure. stuff that happened to us. Maybe some of the worst stuff. What's the best thing that happened to you in 2018, Brian? You're really trying my memory. Um, I, I'm, I'm thinking. Um, oh well, I bought this house, so that that's a good oh, thing. Oh yeah. 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 I guess technically that would that would count. This is a pretty nice house too. It. I mean, sure. It works. I couldn't afford a house like this. Uh, me neither. <laughs> There's crown moldings in every room. I mean, not every room, but yeah. Yeah. And of course, there's big spires with gargoyles outside. Not outside. Those are in the rooms. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did they escape again? I'll have to go get them. Okay. They got, they got out onto the roof again. Uh, what about you, Michael? I went on vacation. Oh, that's right. You went on your cruise. Yeah, I just got back. So that's why there hasn't been an episode in a while, because I haven't felt like (laughs) editing any of them. Um, Fair enough. Just a heads up for everybody that might be listening. This episode was actually recorded after our Galaxy Quest episode, but I haven't edited that that, uh, episode yet. So this one is going to be posted for the best and worst of the year, because it's the beginning of the year. And then you will listen to the Galaxy Quest episode. Right. Which you probably haven't heard yet. Yeah. That's fine. And that's where we mentioned that I'm going to be going on a cruise. So it's going to be a little bit backwards. A little bit. Uh, But bear with us and enjoy. Uh, Do you have a list of some of the the movies that we're going to talk about? Yeah, one sec. I got to grab it. Uh. Uh. Okay. Uh. All right, now I'm going to resituate myself. Hold on, I'm going to take a drink. All right. Okay, what should we start with? Oh, well, what was the most recent one you've watched? Uh, Like, at the very tail end of 2018, which one last, did you see? The last movie that was released in 2018 that I watched was Aquaman. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I think, I think so. Uh, I guess technically me too. Should we start with the beginning of the year and work our way that way? Should we start with our least favorite and work up to our very favorite? Or 
Uh, if you've got them in chronological order, that might work out better. Uh, what I have is a list. I have a top 10 favorite list and a bottom five least favorite. Okay. All I got is a list of movies that I did see this year. So How many are on that list? Uh, 13. Oh, okay. Those yeah, are I'm just movies simple. that you watched in the theater or just in general? In general th- that came out this year. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, do you have like a bunch of other movies that you didn't see? Uh, I did not hear. Hold on. I'd have to find those, but I'm sure I'll think of something later. Okay. Uh, searching, searching. But yeah, if, if you got chronological order, we should do that. Uh, I don't. Oh, okay. Well then, never mind. <laughs> what was your, okay. How, how about this then? Uh, Uh, I guess we'll start with the bottom of the 10 then. What was your number 10 slot on best and worst? Oh, my number 10 best movie? Sure. Uh, Right now, what I have as number 10 of my favorite movies of 2018 is Juliet Naked. That's right. I remember you talking about that one. I mentioned that in one of our episodes. I don't know if it's even still on SoundCloud because... Oh, is it We've getting... had to like cycle through them. Yeah. But that movie I thought was really enjoyable. I was kind of, um, I don't know, surprised by it because there wasn't a whole lot of uh, marketing behind it. I just saw that it had Rose Byrne and Chris O'Dowd in it. I was like, I'm going to go check this movie out. And I ended up really liking it. I only vaguely remember you talking about it. Something about there being like a song that somebody wrote and it wasn't very good or something. <laughs> um. So it's about this dude who's obsessed with like a rock star from That's 20 right. years prior, okay. uh, played by Chris O'Dowd. And he finds like this old recording of it that one of his other fan friends sent to him uh, and his wife really liked it. And so, or no, sorry, his wife really didn't like it. <laughs> and so she kind of like emailed on their on their fan site, like a post or whatever saying, oh, this is stupid and terrible. And then the dude who wrote the song, he had kind of, like, disappeared for a long time. And then he emailed her and was like, hey, you're right. I like that you didn't like this song because I don't like this song either because I'm, I'm self-loathing and and uh, old, and I don't like anything. Yeah, and that doesn't the, the husband then, he goes off and finds a new fling? Yeah, did like it as well. He finds another girl who actually liked it, who liked that song and that dude. And uh, so they kind of break up. And then the girl ends up kind of going out with the rock star dude who's all washed up. But some people still really love him. And right. uh, it's an interesting movie. Um, I recommend you watch it. I actually bought it on Blu-ray and it's up on my Vudu account if you want to watch it. Maybe yeah we'll see recommend it you like chris o'dowd i like chris o'dowd in the it crowd yeah i can't remember really what else i've seen him in other than uh shoot what is that called mm. i can't thor the dark world was he in that yeah he went on like a date at the very beginning with jane foster oh i don't remember that at all i remember watching it in the theater and you see from like natalie portman's perspective she like has a menu and you only see the top half of his face and i'm like is that chris o'dowd (laughs) and then she like lowers the menu and i'm like it is chris o'dowd that's so (laughs) weird uh anyway 
Uh, do you want to give maybe one of your Maybe. I'm still trying to favorites? figure out where mine actually sit. So uh, just just keep going up your list for now because I don't, I don't know how to deal with my list. <laughs> my number nine is probably another one that you've never seen or maybe even heard of. That probably was, not. It was another. We've uh, established I don't watch movies. <laughs> well, both of these two are like kind of independent movies that got a sort of a limited release in theaters. I wasn't even able to catch this in the theater. I, I got it on Blu-ray when it came out. But it's called Leave No Trace. Never heard of it. And uh, that stars Ben Foster and I don't remember what the girl's name, but she was really good uh, in the movie. Um, but it's directed by the person who did Winter's Bone, I believe it's called, which got like a bunch of awards attention back when that came out. I haven't uh, heard of that one either, but okay. And it's about this dude who likes to live off the grid because he has like PTSD. And when he hears like a lot of loud noises and there's right, a lot yeah. of motion or whatever, then it, it triggers it. So he kind of just like lives out in the middle of the woods. Wait, which one are we talking about? The one that he... Which movie? Leave Is... No Trace. Okay. All right. Sorry. You said Winter's Guile or whatever. Oh, Winter's Bone. Winter's Bone. Yeah. That was kind of the movie so that that launched Jennifer Lawrence into oh, really? stardom. Kind of. Didn't yeah. know that. But, Anyways, no, we're talking about Leave No Trace. Okay, the one that came out in 2018. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, it's kind of just like uh, I don't know. It's definitely a drama, and there's no real conflict in the movie outside of just this guy the surviving own in, internal conflict. Yeah, so okay. it's kind of a lot to do with you know mental health and kind of uh, learning to live with it. You know. All right. And then how society can, you know, force everyone to sort of fall in line with how they want you to live and act and stuff. It's a good movie. You should watch it. <laughs> if you're into that kind of thing. Not particularly. Moving on. Uh, go on to the next one. Sure. What's This would be number eight now. Yes. My number eight, I have Annihilation. I've heard of it. This one came out back in April, I think, of 2018 maybe march okay i don't know for sure but it's a pretty hard sci-fi movie basically this meteor crashes on earth and it sort of starts emitting this energy from it that keeps expanding and it kind of creates like this sort of barrier and they keep sending people into this barrier and no one ever returns and so they send in this one group that you follow and there's a bunch of weird stuff that's going on that I don't want to spoil for you because it's really intriguing. And a lot of it kind of gets left up to your own interpretation. Okay. There's a lot of lines of dialogue that sort of hint at what might be happening or what the metaphor for the whole thing is. But it's really left up to you to figure out. So I don't want to, I don't want to say anything else okay. more than that. But Moving on then. You Number should seven. watch that one though too. <laughs> that one when it was released though actually kind of got polarizing reviews because some people went into it expecting sort of your your typical movie. Your typical like sci-fi movie that with you know, answers makes sense and has answers and it it really isn't that. Okay. Uh but I really enjoyed it and everyone that I went with really enjoyed it. We had like a pretty good discussion for like an hour after what everybody thought happened <laughs> in it 
and everyone sort of had a different interpretation. So hmm. you, you could even interpret the ending in like a good way, like it had a happy ending or it sort of had like an ominous ending, you know, sort of foreboding. And that's all up to you to decide. I personally got a positive message out of it. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. Let's move on to something a little bit more uh, mainstream. Okay. Because my number seven for the year was Ready Player One. Oh, okay. I did see that one. <laughs> and that one, I, yeah, I believe you did see. How about we have you give the synopsis to this one, actually? Oh, okay. Uh, you always hate my synopsis, though. <laughs> no. No, I don't. I just, I feel like I'm talking a lot, so I'm going to let yeah, you. Yeah, mine are always very less detailed, though. You, you've read the book now, too, right? Since... I, I listened to the audiobook, yeah. so it kind of counts. Yeah, that's basically the same thing. Okay. I count it. I listen to most <clears throat> audiobooks. I don't read actual books that much, but I love audiobooks. I've listened to that audiobook twice, actually. Twi- okay, wow. But, yeah, before I went to go see the movie. Oh. But, yeah. How about you give the synopsis? Okay. I'll uh, tell you if you're correct or not. Virtual reality is much more a thing uh, in this future uh, kind of scenario. And everyone loves playing games inside of this virtual reality. And it's become pretty much the standard for living. And then there's this egg. <laughs> it's an Easter egg. And it controls the whole thing. And everyone's after it. Oh, no. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, but so basically everyone lives in this virtual world because no, the no, no, you can't add world... on to this. That that's my synopsis. Oh, that's but, all you get. But for people who haven't seen it, I just want to clarify <laughs> that like the real world is sort of falling apart, so people kind of escape into this virtual world, and so it's like very important to a lot of people. They basically live their entire lives in there to escape the real world, which is sort of a disaster at this point, right? In most areas, there's still like yeah. big cities that are doing okay. So. Yeah, so the the creator of the game dies, and he leaves his entire fortune and basically, like, the chance at a fulfilling, like, life to whoever finds this Easter egg that he hid in the game. And then the hunt is on, right? Yep, and then evil corporations trying to get it. Yeah, so they can take over everything and put a bunch of ads and microtransactions and... What was that? Loot what was crates. that one line? That oh, the the big CEO dude. He's like uh, Ben. I have Mendelsohn. it on good authority that we can fill up eighty percent of the gamers' viewing window without inducing seizures. So that's that is it. that's great news, everybody. <laughs> that was the line that really like I caught on. I was like, oh, okay, he's like a super cheesy, like <laughs> over the top villain, and I thought that it really worked for for the movie. It was kind of just like a very fun, it had like a classic sort of feel to it, which makes sense because it's... It is based on something... Well, it, it's based on uh, when, when a lot did of 80, the book? 80s nostalgia. I think the book came out in 2011. Oh, okay. So not as old as I'm thinking. Yeah. But it makes sense because Steven Spielberg directed it. And he, yeah. yeah, he has a very classic touch to his, his filmmaking. Uh, I specifically really liked the soundtrack for it. Not just like the, you know, Van Halen and uh, Twisted Sister and all that stuff, but the actual like Alan Silvestri score was very... Uh, I can't actually think of a single song that went 
on during that movie like the the rock and roll songs or whatever anything i can't I, remember any of the noise i remember i was listening to the radio yesterday and um jump by van halen came on and that's how uh the movie opens is with jump he's kind of like walking down the the stack going oh to his that's secret okay. hideout yeah and that scene that. just like popped into my head as i was listening to it and i had heard that song like a thousand times before the movie came out and probably like a bunch of times since but i guess it it uh it affected me enough that i was like oh now i associate that song with that scene which is the sign of a well-made movie right uh well-made scene at least sure. oh dude it's a well-made movie Just... uh, it's all right <sighs> we'll agree to disagree on that i mean yes. i mean it, it is better than a lot of the movies that came out this year mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't deserve your number seven yeah yeah then i, yeah. I don't think it's even as good as the book it's but it also it captured the feeling of the book in a way that i hadn't expected it to because it was very different considering how different it is the spirit of the book is captured very well in it okay yeah cool okay should we move on to number six yeah this don't make me do more synopsis (laughs) this is another one that you've seen okay so you you should have some uh some things to say about this it's uh incredibles 2 oh i do like that one a lot uh should i give the synopsis of this one let me let me try again i gotta okay. get better at this you just said don't make me do the synopsis but yeah and as soon as i said that i'm like well yeah you can do this one. I'm, I'm part of this podcast i should try yes give us the synopsis brian <clears throat> picking up straight from incredibles one we get the scene that incredibles one ends on as the beginning of this one uh with the underminer and it's it seems like they haven't learned their lesson yet or something about family. But anyways, not the point. The point is there's superheroes in the world again, and they're all kind of starting to emerge once more because superheroes are starting to feel a little bit more like maybe it's okay to be out and about and they're not outlawed anymore or they're trying to it, not. Yeah, it is still anymore. outlawed. Um, but they're trying to reintroduce it into the world Yeah, so that people will not be completely hating on the idea. Right. And that is pretty much the plot of that movie. And then it's just an incredibles movie yeah and so basically the whole movie they're trying to uh sort of shine more of a light on what exactly superheroes have to go through and not just the negative aspects like the uh the damage and the aftermath of all of the fights that they get into actually show like all the difficult decisions they have to make all the good that they do and uh so they they get elastigirl to sort of front run this whole movement to try and get superheroes back into the light right yeah so uh yeah anyway what did you think of well that's somewhere in my top 10 um i just don't know where to put it yet but that's in my list so that's that's a good one oh so was ready player one actually oh that was in your top 10 list yeah i mean it was i mean i've only seen 13 movies this year so So it doesn't take much to make no there's only three of these that don't make it and i don't know which ones to put down there right uh yeah you want to give like your quick review what you thought of it on incredibles 2 yeah uh did we not do that one yet on the show i don't think so we should you just review straight up the whole thing i think so because that's a great one and i do want to see that one again we might at some point how do you think it holds up compared to the original? I think maybe like point two peg below, so point not two. by not a lot. It, it's about on par, right? But maybe just a little bit less because you may be expecting 
you know, the nostalgia factor kicks in. And... Right. I didn't think it would either because when I watched the trailers, I was kind of like, oh, it's it's another Incredibles movie. And I didn't kind of have like the same feelings I did for the first one because the first one holds a special place in my heart. I've right, seen of it maybe more than any other movie of all time. But as soon as I sat down in the theater and the theme started playing over the Disney logo, I got like totally swept away in it and I, <laughs> I loved it. I still think that I prefer the, the first one more. Have you seen the first one a- after you've seen the second one? Yeah. No, actually. I haven't. The animation is a bit rough. <laughs> yeah, it. I'm, I'm sure it has considering it's been like 15 years. Maybe, since. maybe we should review the first one. Yeah, that one. That would be definitely. more fun. Yeah, you you'll you'll have to pick that then, since we switch back and forth on picking. Oh yeah, that's right. Again. Well, we still have to get through Black Cat. Uh, you mean Catwoman? That's what. Yeah. <laughs> Where did Black Cat? Oh, that's Spider Man. Yeah. Gosh, Catwoman's dang. DC. <sighs> uh, let's move on to number cats. five. Should we move on to my number five? Yes. What's your number five, Michael? This is another animated movie. It was a good year. Was it Ralph Breaks the Internet? Movies. It is Ralph Breaks the Internet. I like that one a lot. And I didn't think that Ralph Breaks the Internet could possibly be higher than Incredibles <laughs> 2 when I first saw it. And then I went and saw Ralph Breaks the Internet, and I just was busting up laughing almost the entire time. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't oh, know okay. about you. Did you I, think so? I wasn't busting laughing, but I did have a stupid grin on my face for the majority yeah. of that movie. After we got out of it, I, was, I went with my cousin, uh, and he was like, I had more fun watching you watch this movie than I did watching it myself because you were laughing so much at like some of the most meaningless things. I just I got a huge kick out of it. I don't know if it was just the mood I was in when I watched it. Well, no, I feel that's just a human thing. You like if you're if you're not reacting to it, it's fun to watch someone else give a genuine reaction to something. Yeah. There were a ton of times that I was just like pointing at the screen. I was like, "Look at that. Did you see that? That was awesome." Uh yeah, we actually we haven't given a synopsis for this one. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Should I give the synopsis? I'll I'll try again. Okay. Because you tend to spoil too much anyway. What? It's true. No, I don't spoil too much. Okay, you go, <laughs> you go ahead. Well, okay. Spoil may not be. It's it's more like watching a trailer. You know, it's like versus going to a movie blind, mm-hmm. and then you've got the whole plot basically right. before you go in. People don't want to know the entire plot before they go in. They just want to know if it's a good movie enough to go see. Okay, let's. Which it is. I'll give it. You to should. You. I'll give it to you because I feel like the trailers for this one didn't really give anything away. This is true. The trailers for this one did not give much away, which I did appreciate. Although that, the uh, the after credits scene that was pretty good. Yeah. Remember that one. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. I keep trying I feel like to. We I keep, spoil that. I keep that's... trying to almost like trick people into going to see it because I I. Should we give away what the post credit scene is? I think so, because that one's fun enough, and it's not a plotline thing anyway. So I keep telling people, oh, I saw the special sneak peek for Frozen 2 when I went to go see Ralph Breaks the Internet. <laughs> and they're That's like, oh, silly. what happened? And I'm like, oh, you're going to have to go see it to find out. So that, that, Okay, first of all, you know <laughs> they're going to just go to YouTube. Yeah, I know. It's not on there. Like, the real post credit scene isn't isn't on there. Really? Yeah, I've looked for it. How'd they get... Okay, neat. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, basically, the post credit scene starts by saying, now an exclusive look at Frozen 2, and then Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley starts playing, and then Ralph is kind of like dancing around like Rick Astley <laughs> in the music video, and uh, then you're like, oh, I just got Rick rolled, and it's funny. 
That's what you're talking about, right? No. What are you talking about then? <laughs> there was a the little girl in the van. What? Did Okay, hold on. Did we see two different things? Maybe. <laughs> what did you see? Okay, well, first of all, in the trailer, there's like that little girl with the... Oh, I totally forgot about that one. Yeah, I'm okay. talking about like the actual after all of the credits went by. Oh. You're talking about the mid-credits scene. Oh, maybe we didn't stick around long enough then. <laughs> yeah, okay. The mid-credits scene was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> that was fantastic. And I was like, ah, oh, Disney, you got me again. <laughs> And then they got you again again, apparently. Yeah. So the best scene, in my opinion, in the trailer was when there's this little girl in a van playing... Uh, Some sort of little iPad game. Yeah, this little iPad game where you, like, swipe left or right to this uh, bunny or kitten, depending on uh If it's, like, food. pancakes or Yeah, there's something. pancakes and milkshakes. That's it, yeah. Yeah. So uh, basically there's this whole scene that is hilarious in the trailer... And I didn't even notice until the credits rolled that that scene wasn't in the movie. Did you notice? No, because I had only seen the trailer once and it was long ago. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't really waiting for that scene or anything. So, I, And then the credits rolled and I was like, oh, that scene in the trailer wasn't in the movie. <laughs> and then the post-credit scene starts, or the mid-credit scene. Did you like the movie, van, honey? And <laughs> Yeah, the mom says, do you like the movie? And the kid says... I did, but there was a scene that was in the trailer that wasn't in the movie. And so she's like, oh, well, that's too bad. Well, you, you should play, like, a game or something. And so she turns on the game, and then it's the scene from the trailer. <laughs> and that was absolutely genius. I loved it. That uh, was pretty good. I, yeah. I, I appreciate that a lot. So we just spoiled a little bit of Ralph Breaks the Internet for you. but Just the ending. There's so much more. Yeah. It, it, okay, it is pretty much, if you imagine the title, Ralph Breaks the Internet, mm -hmm. that's the movie. That is more or less the movie. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, the title does live up to, uh, or the movie does live up to the title. Yeah, Ral that. Ralph and in In more ways Penelope than one. Just go to the internet, that's it. Yeah, it kind of has a double meaning, the whole Breaks the Internet. Well, yes. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, should we move on to... Number four. Let's move on to number four. Uh, this one is a little bit more serious. This one's probably an awards contender for the Oscars. Is it year. Bohemian Rhapsody? It's not Bohemian Rhapsody, Dang. but it is a music movie. Oh, uh, okay, hold on. I, I might be able to guess this still. No, what is it? This is the directorial debut of one Bradley Cooper, and it's called A Star is Born. Oh, really? This yeah. is in your... Okay. Oh, dude, it's so good. It is? It's so good. Okay. See, I've seen it twice in the theater. It's probably like the most emotionally affecting movie for me personally that I've ever seen in my life. Wow. I couldn't speak after I watched it. I was just completely silent. I drove home completely <laughs> silent and I just thought about it, like what I just saw. Uh, if you want that experience, mm. and I don't blame you if you don't, no, but it is an experience. My emotions are fragile. Yeah, it's <laughs> I definitely would break. it's yeah, it's kind of unlike any other movie that I've ever seen. Th this is a movie that keeps getting remade over and over again, right? Yeah, this is the fourth remake. Okay, apparently they made it in the like first the fifties and right, then the sixties okay. and the seventies or something like that. It's been a long time since it's been remade though 
it was kind of like a generational thing for a while and then it sort of stopped but then it came back <laughs> and, and it's got a uh, lady gaga yeah bradley okay. cooper and lady gaga are the stars of it that's right uh and i just i have the feeling that it's gonna it's gonna go down as like a modern classic okay strong opinion but all right <laughs> uh yeah i don't really want to give a synopsis on this one that's actually. okay being such a it i mean it's it's so definitely a movie that should be seen though okay for pretty much anybody good enough uh next next number three we're going down to the top three and um this one yet another animated movie and uh again really really good year for animated movies first i thought there wasn't one that was going to top uh incredibles 2 but i had slipped my mind that this movie was going to be coming out and then ralph breaks the internet came out and i was like that one was really good but i'm not going to say it's my favorite animated movie of the year because there's one more that looks amazing to me and i was not disappointed even was it spectacular it was yeah spectacular no pun intended (laughs) although i feel like you intended the pun it is spider-man into the spider-verse this is your number three number three yeah oh this was my (laughs) number one yeah okay so you should give the synopsis of it of your favorite movie of the year all right so uh it is a slightly tweaked version of the miles morales run of Mm spider-man uh with let's see the gwen stacy spider-man old spider-man i guess old uncle (laughs) spider-man yeah that was uh that was a different take on peter parker right? which i liked a lot yeah that wh- works much better yeah when i first heard uh like i'm not the- done with my synopsis yet oh sorry sorry <laughs> go ahead Continue. and you got uh shoot you you've Nicolas ruined my cage yes there's nicholas cage as the noir spider-man noir Sp- you've ruined my groove man <laughs> sorry you want me to take over no <laughs> okay continue uh there's spider ham and yes. then there's also Voiced by John Mulaney. Yes. Amazing. Yes. I, Perfect. I like that a lot. And then there was, I think they created this one for this movie, the, yeah, the I anime had, one. Yeah, I had never heard of her before. Uh, like Penny Parker or yeah. something. Was it Penny? But it is at least kind of a spin on like the Supaida Man from Japan. A little bit, Because he guess. had a big mech too. Yeah. Which is fine because in theory there's just unlimited Spider-Man people everywhere. Yeah. And then there's one more that's in the post credit scene that we won't give away. Oh, did you stay through the credits? I did. And okay. that, that was... <laughs> Loved it. All right. So the fact that this movie... Okay. <laughs> Minor spoilers. This movie, at least in the beginning and at the very end, it loves to use the old the Spider-Man memes. Yes. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and I do, I do appreciate that they're trying. <laughs> I loved the nod to Spider-Man 3, too. Actually, there were a oh, lot yeah. of nods, specifically in the first couple minutes, to the Raimi movies. Yeah, there so was... if you've never seen any of the other Spider-Man, a lot of the nods and such will go we'll completely go over, your over your head. Yeah, But if you're a Spider-Man fan that has kept up with this, they acknowledge that these things exist, but they don't necessarily like them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is outside of this. It's its own little universe, and it's great. And they totally acknowledge how many times it's been rebooted, like you've seen Spider-Man's origin. Oh, because yeah. like the very first line of the movie is, okay... I'm going to tell you this one more time. <laughs> and they and do that he, a lot. Yeah, like which, a lot, a which lot. is perfect because then... And it gets like, like sped up faster each yeah, time. <laughs> and it's, oh, it's so good. Oh, Just, the art style of this one. 
I'm going to just rave on this for a little bit because I, I do enjoy just the visuals of this movie because it's not a smooth animation per se. It is almost stop ma- motion, but it's not quite. It's almost like freeze frame at times, yes. like, a, like a comic book panel. Mm-hmm. And then it's got that weird little fuzzy dot yeah, bit they, to they it like a comic like book the, used to look. Yeah, I, I forget what that effect is called. but Whatever yeah. it is, it's great, and it's, it is it is hard to see things at times, but it does give a very, very comic book feel. Mm-hmm. And it's spot on. All the characters, spot on. <laughs> It's the most, like, just a comic book come-to-life animated movie that I've ever seen. And I've, I've watched, like, videos just on all of the, the, the different, like, uh, effects and stuff that they put into every scene in this movie. And I swear, you can just, like, freeze frame any frame in this entire movie and just crop that out and hang it on your wall because <laughs> every single frame of it is so beautiful. It's, it's pretty good. Just for the animation alone, you have to go see this movie like in the theater to get the full experience. I think. I mean, for some I, people, I don't it might necessarily disagree. If but... you're not a comic book kind of person, maybe not. But or if you dislike Spider-Man, Seriously. But... Well, nobody doesn't. She dislikes Spider-Man. Hannah doesn't like Spider-Man. What? I know. What? I, I think it's because she's only seen the Raimi ones. The Raimi ones are fantastic, but. That's just my opinion, I, I, I guess. Th- I think maybe she didn't like, uh, what's his face? Toby Maguire? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Whatever. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> um, so then what was your number two? Oh, okay. Let's move on to my number two. My number two, uh, this is a fantastic action movie. We actually recorded a podcast on this that never got posted. Maybe I'll post this as like an archive episode or something like that. We did. I don't know how the audio quality is because we were at a restaurant and we were recording from your phone. Oh, um, but yeah. Mission Impossible Fallout is a fantastic film. You've seen it. I have. We, we Quite recently. Watched, yeah, we watched it yesterday. Yes. Because <laughs> you insisted. And uh, I love it. I love every second of it. I was on the edge of my seat. Were you on the edge of your seat? I have never been on the edge of my seat for any movie unless it's trying to scare me and I don't appreciate it when it does that. <sighs> okay. Well, now my in, my <laughs> joy of talking about it is kind of gone. Can you... <laughs> I just, I just suck the excitement right out of you. Yeah, you just sucked the fun out of talking about Mission Impossible Fallout. Well, but, okay, it's it's unfair for me to be talking about this, I guess, because I'm not as much of an action movie kind of person. I don't mind seeing them, mm-hmm. but my brain kind of shuts off for all the action scenes because it, it's sort of like, okay, this is just how they get to the next part. See, I'm the exact opposite. I almost, especially for these like espionage spy kind of movies, I'm like, I don't care about all of this exposition on the bombs and where they are and what you have to do to defuse them. I'm just, I'm just understanding enough so that I know what's going on during the next action sequence, because I appreciate a well shot, well choreographed action sequence. And this has the most top tier action scenes that I've seen since Mad Max Fury Road. (laughs) That was a very good one. I like that one. Uh, I won't disagree with you. Yeah. But I don't know if... Okay. Just uh, not your cup of tea? Technically, it's still on my top ten. Mm-hmm. But well, it doesn't prob- take much to get on your top ten, as we've said. Uh, yeah, this is true. 
So what was your number one then? Oh wait, drum roll. No, we don't need a drum roll. No, this is no surprise to you. This will be no surprise to anybody. And I can't believe you don't already know what it is. Uh, Hold on, process of elimination. What did we see? Um, Honestly, I was gonna guess Spider-Man, but I guess not. Um, I'll give you three more seconds to try and figure it out, and then I'm just gonna say it. Well, if it's Infinity War, I'm gonna be kind of upset. It's Infinity War, bro. Oh man, why are you upset? This is because I should have guessed it earlier. Yeah, you should have known immediately. You talk about this a lot. (laughs) How amazing this movie is, and okay, like a Star Is Born. Like I said, it's the most emotional response that I've had to a movie probably ever. But this is the payoff for all the other Marvel movies for you. This Marvel movie is the most emotional response I've ever had to a to a superhero comic book movie uh, in my life. Probably that I ever will because I've been following all of these movies for the past 10 years and then this is the payoff, right? And you see like all of these characters coming together that you've never seen together before and then the way that it ends for me was totally unexpected well not totally unexpected but it still shocked me did it shock you well of course it shocked me because i was like they couldn't do that they're not gonna to end that person here, right <laughs> like and there's still movies coming out for these characters you can't do that that last scene i don't know if it's gonna hold up as well in the coming years but for right now as a is... moment in history you can't deny the impact that it's had on pop culture oh yeah because yeah that's, you can't do that yeah. <laughs> like, just, you okay. don't do that in the story so you you have like naysayers we know some naysayers oh right? yeah we're like oh it doesn't matter we know they're all coming back right this is, i mean it's true though but as a moment in history i feel like this movie moment is important right sure it's all anybody has been talking about in the comic book movie world is what happened at the end of infinity war and what's going to happen going into avengers 4 when is that one coming out anyway um april 26th april 2019 all right counting down the days but yeah i don't i don't know what else to say (laughs) that's fine uh where where does that sit on your list Below Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, right? It sits below Spider-Man. I would personally put it below Ralph Breaks the Internet and right. Incredibles 2. Oh, really? Um, See, here's the thing. I, I think that my expectations for Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse were so, like, exponentially, impossibly high that there's no possible way that it could have lived up to it. You know my hype level was at 11 Going to so was mine and i just, i did great <laughs> yeah. well like just because like every frame of animation that i saw in the trailer i was like this is gorgeous and amazing and i it's got to be the best movie that's ever been made <laughs> it was pretty damn close um and then i went and saw that clip from uh that was at the end of venom the end credit scene and it was the scene where uh miles morales spoiler alert here like slight spoiler it takes place in like the first 20 minutes but he's at the graveyard and then peter parker shows up 
and it's kind of that ensuing chase with the cops where oh, he's right, like hanging yeah. on the back of the train and then it like shows the inside of the cop car and it's like yeah there's a kid dressed like spider-man dragging a homeless corpse on the train <laughs> and i was laughing the action was amazing and i was like the whole movie is going to be like this and then i went and saw it and the whole movie wasn't exactly like that it was uh that was probably the biggest laugh in the movie for me honestly it's still a great movie it's just mm, i i didn't have my expectations in check i think okay. otherwise that would have had the potential to probably be my favorite movie of the year but as it stands it's number three behind mission impossible and behind avengers infinity war Hmm. okay because i had pretty high expectations for avengers infinity war but even with my high expectations it surpassed them hmm yeah hmm <laughs> i need to work on checking my expectations a little bit i guess hmm. anyway, do you have any other ones you want to mention that came um, out this year? Hold on. I need to... Maybe oh. some ones that you didn't see, but maybe... Well, okay, hold on. Because there's a two. few more on this list that I'm here. You can help me figure out my top ten then. How about okay. that? Okay, so the ones that we didn't mention that were on my list here were Deadpool 2, The Meg, oh yeah, Black Panther, Solo, a Star Wars movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Fantastic Beasts, and Aquaman. Okay. Three of these have to go. <laughs> And I feel like the Meg and Aquaman may be dropping you're gonna, off. You're going to bump Aquaman over Fantastic Beasts? Eh, I had more fun with Fantastic Beasts than I did Aquaman. <sighs> Aquaman was very predictable, very generic. I it was, it was just a movie. I do have a top five worst list because I didn't see that many movies that I like really didn't like in 2018 but I considered putting The Crimes of Grindelwald on my worst of list because I did not enjoy that movie at all, honestly. It was I so boring. It was a real drag up until the basically the final scene with, where Grindelwald actually shows up and you see like why he's supposed to be a menacing villain. And then I was like, oh, okay, now we're getting somewhere, and then it ends. Well, so, yeah. Now they're trying to turn into a full-on franchise first one didn't feel like that but this one definitely felt like it yeah supposedly they want to do like five five yeah that's too many it is it's definitely too many yeah i mean i i don't blame you i'd put fantastic beasts at 10 if it does stay on the list i would put aquaman far above fantastic why beasts. though it's not on my top 10 list or anything but i had a lot of fun watching aquaman really yeah it had the. It was I'll, the first I'll time I Jason finally Momoa got to see great. Jason Momoa with some semblance of charisma in his performance because he actually was given something to do. I mean, yes, he is good. The mm -hmm. rest of that movie is. I I eh. really liked the story with Ocean Master trying like because I understood that he he was raised in Atlantis, right? He cares so much more about everything in the ocean and doesn't give a crap about anything up on dry land and i'm like yeah that makes sense yeah so i thought he was a really good villain i thought black manta was pretty freaking sweet honestly the uh the whole scene where aquaman shows up for the first time in the submarine mm -hmm. was just an awesome badass action sequence you get to see like just how strong he is and you're like oh nothing can hurt this guy 
and then throughout the movie then you actually get to see oh there's like bigger threats than these people that he's beating the crap out of you know yeah and so i thought that that was like a good character arc he was he was kind of like super cocky and then he sort of gets humbled and then has to sort of reinvent himself a little bit it was a well-told story basically that's all i can say about it yes it was cheesy there there were there were people riding great white sharks and i don't mind that ocean dinosaurs and i I don't mind that because that's that's atlantean stuff that's fine incredibly over-the-top costumes and yeah some cheesy dialogue and mainly the cheesy dialogue is what i'm docking this for because, I mean, come on. There were some good actors it here. Fit, they though. should it have been better. It fit the tone that they were going for for the movie. Did it? Because was... I get, kept getting pulled out almost every time anyone but Jason Momoa would open their mouth. But, okay. But you're... Because you were taking the rest of it seriously? I was trying to. You see, you don't take it seriously. You're like... The movie seemed to try. No, it's, it's called Camp, Brian. This mm. is why I like the Fast and the Furious movies. And most people think that it's hot garbage. Yeah. Because it knows that it's cheesy and over the top and it rolls with it in the best possible way. In certain scenes, I might agree with you. Cause, and Aquaman but, did uh, that same thing. I don't know. In a good way. I don't know. <laughs> this is simply where you and I disagree. I guess. A lot, yeah. Anyway. I, I had this discussion actually with, with Scott, a uh, friend, friend, friend of mine. He, okay, so we saw spider-man into the spider-verse and then the day after we saw aquaman together Mm -hmm. he hated spider-man into the spider-verse and he absolutely loved aquaman and i i could not make that make sense in my brain yeah (laughs) like what what about this movie is so much better no okay i can understand how you can like aquaman but i don't get how you could hate spider-man into the (sighs) spider-verse he he claimed he would forget it in a week it Mm. was (sighs) anyway Hmm. anyway i can just like there's a scene in spider-man into the spider-verse that i've watched on youtube probably 20 times at this point which one there's a few that i can think of the scene where you first see miles kind of like take the leap of faith as peter says and sort of like owns him himself as the new spider-man is that where he has the new suit on and he jumps yeah. off the he building? he jumps off the building. Okay. And, and that song plays and he's just like swinging through the, the city and it's amazing. I just watched that scene over and over again. Because <laughs> it's, it's beautifully animated. It's emotional. It's super badass. And it's just amazing. It's really like, good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like the, the catharsis for the entire movie and it's like the most beautiful and badass scene in the movie i don't know what else to, I, I don't know how you can hate that right i don't uh anyway um yeah. let's see so yeah i can't really make this top 10 list for you if you don't no. want to put aquaman in there no i totally don't up to you I, I don't i i quality wise i'm putting this below wonder woman uh, oh yeah in in total should we just movies. rank the dc movies really quick because i have them i have them I, I know what your ranking is it's like ranking. man of steel wonder woman from lowest to highest okay sure. you got suicide squad batman versus superman justice league aquaman man of steel wonder woman oh okay that's the dceu movies all right i, I don't agree with those top two at least 
Man of Steel and Wonder Woman? Sure. Wonder Woman's number one, though, right? Yeah. Okay. By far. Good. <laughs> uh, do you do you want to give, like, your official top ten list? I'll, I'll or... try here. Uh, we'll just start at the top. Just shoot them Just shoot them yeah. off. Spider-Man, right? Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is number one. We'll go with uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet is number two. Uh, Incredibles 2 is number three. Wow. Top and three, then... and all three are animated. I, I, I like my animated stuff. I'm, I'm half Japanese. I like my anime. <laughs> I love animated movies. Uh, let's put... Let's put Ready Player One as number four. And then, uh, actually, I kind of liked Solo, so we'll put that as number five. Uh, six, I guess, Ant-Man and the Wasp. And then Deadpool 2 is number seven. Eight would be Black Panther. Nine would be... I'm not leaving the Meg on here. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I guess Mission Impossible then. What? Mission Impossible is that low? That's crazy. It's still on your top ten. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I don't know. I have so few here. Maybe I should only have a top five. <laughs> I, I only have a top five worst movies. Okay. Well, what are your worst movies? No, but finish out. You've got like two more slots for uh, your top ten. Okay. Just finish uh, it out. Uh, what do I even got left? Okay. Affinity War has to go in there. Oh, wait. Yeah. Maybe that should go above Mission Impossible. Maybe above Deadpool. So, shoot, I don't Let's remember Let's just say what. this is in no particular order and just name two more movies. Because <laughs> otherwise it's going to get real confusing. Oh, okay. Well, then I don't know where I'm at now. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, just real quick, I'll go through my top five worst movies. Okay. I don't know if you've seen any of these. Probably not. Uh, but number five was pacific rim uprising i've heard of that it wasn't really that bad it it was uh, it was no pacific rim the first one <laughs> i didn't like the way the story went i didn't like any of the new characters the new villain was terrible and the action was meh uh number four was tomb raider the really was it was it not good I was going to ask about that one, actually. Again, there was nothing about it that I could say that was really better than average. I remember I was talking uh, to David at work after I went to go see it, and he was like, oh, what did you like the movie? And I was like, my favorite part, because I liked the opening scene of it, where she's just like a bike messenger, and she kind of gets in this bike race. And that scene was kind of intense and awesome. And he was like, that's not a very good, uh, it's not a, a very glowing recommendation for the movie when the best part of it is like a bike race at the, <laughs> at the beginning, when it's a Tomb Raider movie. Uh, yeah, all of it is was very meh to piss poor, honestly. Oh, okay. Uh, number three, and this is when they start to get really bad. Uh, number three was Disney's A Wrinkle in Time which had i'm giving michael a skeptical look here what is that it's based on the book a wrinkle in time mm. it's basically these three kids um two of them are siblings and they have to go and try and find their dad who got lost in another dimension okay because he unlocks the secret of traveling between dimensions All and right. so basically uh oprah shows up and <laughs> 
that took a wild left turn there. So like Oprah shows up <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to help you find your dad and we're going to go on an adventure into different dimensions. And so is it actually Oprah? Yeah. Oh, it's okay. Actually Oprah. <laughs> All right. And so the whole movie is them just hopping to different random dimensions where there's like magical fairy creatures and Zach Galifianakis is like a monk or something. And then they go to a place where uh, there's some kind of evil presence or something. And one of the kids, I'm going to spoil the crap out of this, by the way. That's fine. Anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the kids gets possessed and then uh, the sister of the kid who gets possessed has to like, you know, talk him down or whatever, because the power of love is stronger <laughs> or something like that. And then they find their dad and go home okay next on your list then terrible let me just say really quick All terrible right. story terrible child actors terrible effects terrible 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 just terrible uh okay going on to number two and things aren't going to get any better uh we got the cloverfield paradox <laughs> oh yeah didn't see that didn't want to totally well yeah, i don't know why you, you didn't did that even to yourself. have you didn't have to pay for it or anything it's already it's on netflix you have netflix you could have just watched it but yeah. i'm glad you didn't and you should be too uh although chris o'dowd's in that one too that's another chris o'dowd movie that's unfortunate uh he had like one entertaining line in the movie that was pretty good i chuckled a little bit but other than that it's completely nonsensical uh it has like shoehorned in tie-ins into the cloverfield lore universe okay. lore whatever you want to call it uh and then you know you kind of just would forget about it if it didn't leave such a bad taste in your mouth <laughs> <laughs> but uh there's one movie there's one movie that has uh the worst of the worst may i guess what it was oh yeah go ahead was it jurassic world it was jurassic world <laughs> i had a i had a feeling yes Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom was the epitome of a shoehorned in sequel that it only exists to set up a more interesting, better sequel. It was basically like $200 million set up for an, another movie that is supposed to be better. Is I it assume... still getting made? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom made like a ton of money. Of course it's going to be made. Oh, okay. Um, But... Uh, that's like one that I'm angry exists. <laughs> I because I love the Jurassic Park movies. I'm a huge fan of that franchise, and I like Chris Pratt. I like Bryce Dallas Howard. I liked the first Jurassic World movie. Does this one make you as angry as the latest uh, Pirates of the Caribbean? It's about on par. Okay, <laughs> those two, because I mean, it's one thing to make a bad movie. But it's another thing to take somebody who's a fan of your franchise or whatever and make them not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's a good and, way to put and it. And that movie did it for me. I'm not sure I'm even going to bother to go see the, the next Jurassic World movie. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. Hopefully that's the last that I have to say about Jurassic World. <sighs> but who knows? <laughs> Anyway, um, you want to go over just a few I, I, movies I have that a couple... maybe you're interested in that you haven't seen, and I can maybe tell you how it is if I've yes. seen it. Yes, 
Bumblebee? Did you go see Bumblebee? Mm, not yet. Haven't oh, seen it. dang it. Okay. I, was, I was wondering if that one was any good. Which it sounds like it is. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things, actually. So that's that's good. Uh, shoot, I skipped. You didn't go see The Grinch, did you? No, I thought that looked bad. Yeah. Okay. How about... Um, well, hold on. Let me scroll back to the top of this list here. Because I'm, I'm just scrolling through a list of movies that came out in 2018. Uh, a Quiet Place? I've heard good things, but it obviously it's probably a scary one, so I, I didn't bother to go see it. It but. is. It, it's really a well-made suspense horror. Okay. Um, with, like... a, with a really cool premise, because it has to do a lot with sound. Like, if these creatures hear you, then they can get you. And so it kind of, like, gives you a, an incentive to be as quiet as possible. It's probably the quietest theater experience that I've ever had. Because, like, no one wanted to cough. No one wanted to speak. Everyone was just very, very quiet. And the movie's very, very quiet. Hmm. So. Creepy. It's, it, yeah, that one was an experience. I think that, like, after I went and saw it, I got real nitpicky with a lot of the um, plot points and stuff. I was like, oh, well, why didn't they just do this? Why is that a thing? But it was a really well-made movie and i have to give it credit for that okay uh let's see i feel like there was a couple of us here somewhere oh did you see the mowgli movie no i saw the trailer for it recently i think benedict cumberbatch looks awesome as the tiger oh i did not know he was in that one actually but it has it has a lot to live up to because i thought the the disney animation or not animation live action quote unquote live action animated movie that came out a couple years ago was really good so okay how about rampage oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) i forgot that movie came out last year uh that movie was campy like it was fun You say guess, that with a question mark. I, I had a good time watching it. I wouldn't expect anyone else to have a good time watching it, but uh, I'd say if you really like The Rock, you'd probably have fun with that movie. Okay. Uh, shoot, I don't want. Oh, keep... I think I saw Ocean's Eight on there. Yeah, I was about to ask you about that, but I really don't have any interest yeah. in seeing it. That movie's well, fine. It, it was okay. It was fine. All right. So it it wasn't a Ghostbusters scenario. Oh no. Okay. Good. That's good. Hi, Hannah. Hi. <laughs> I recently watched, actually, uh, Crazy Rich Asians was that on good? an airplane. Because everyone... That one was funny, actually. Yeah, yeah I'd recommend that one. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's really all I have to say about that. Uh, scrolling, 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 scrolling. Oh, these are TV shows now. I don't want that. Okay, I guess we're done with that. All right. How long have we been recording for? Don't know. Uh, oh, looks like a little over an hour. Neat. Perfect. Well, yeah, that's about all we have to say, I think. I guess so. We've gone through the good. We've gone through the bad. We've Some of the ugly as well. the ugly a little bit. No, we're the ugly. Oh, we're the ugly? We're the ugly. Okay. Yeah, we're the yeah. ugly, and we've gone through the good and the bad. Cool. <laughs> uh... Well, this is a very special episode, um, but do we want to do? Do we want to check like the mailbag 
now? Or... We, we have to check the mailbag okay, every we gotta single do the mailbag time. segment. Even so if there's see. nothing there. Just really quick while I'm uh, logging into the account here. Uh, if you want to email us, you can email us at mostlymoviespod at gmail.com. Uh, I'm here. And that offer still stands, by the way. If some random fan out there actually has both... He sends an email, and he, and he Twitters us at Twitter. And? Yeah, he has to has to do both. Do this, both? Yep. Oh. That, that way we know he's listening. Now you're putting stipulations on it. No, no. I, I stipulated this the last time I offered this. Well, some people don't have Twitter. We'll, we'll have to make one in order to get you your 20 bucks. Uh, whatever. Okay. But... Has to be the same exact con, uh, comment, though. Dude. That way we know. You're what? not going to believe it. What? We don't have any mail. <laughs> you you had such a sincere look on your face, like. <gasps> <laughs> Let's check the Twitter though. Let's see if anyone has a. Uh... Oh no! Never mind. <laughs> so nothing there. No, nobody wrote to us on okay. Twitter. But maybe next time. It'll never be. Keep listening, everyone, and and writing in. Yep. Um. All right. Uh, we need some little bit of wisdom before we leave, though, Michael, as per the huge. Um, don't fly a kite in a thunderstorm. What are you, stupid? I don't know if you needed to criticize them oh, at the end sorry. there, but I'm sorry, mean, just right, don't. Fine. Just don't fly a kite in a thunderstorm. All right. I was watching MythBusters the other day, and they were testing the uh, Ben Franklin flying a kite in a thunderstorm, and he, like the key, you know, with the key, and mm-hmm. he like, zapped his finger. That's what made me think of that. Does that actually work? Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> Didn't know that. Uh, Anyway, that's it, you guys. We'll see you next time. See you next time for a normal episode. Yep. Uh, I guess technically it would be... It's going to be Galaxy Quest. Yeah. 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 But we're going to go record. And then Catwoman after that. Catwoman, yeah. Catwoman's next. Anyway. All right, bye. Let's just continue talking and it'll fade out. Maybe. Okay. This is us talking. We're talking. Are we fading? It is. We might be fading. We're fading out right now. Oh, no. Oh, you can barely hear us anymore. I know. It's so weird. It's just a whisper. Well, not a whisper per se, but it's it's quiet. (laughs) (laughs) What? All right. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the show. Yes. This is only a test. Yes. (laughs) Do-do-do. This is only a test. This is a test of our recording broadcasting system. Do not be alarmed. You will be returned to your regularly scheduled program shortly. Do not adjust your phone. (coughs) Brian just took a big bong hit. (laughs) Ew. Ew. He's throwing up all over the floor right now. Okay, so we have to keep that, though. <laughs> <laughs>